Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, a daily podcast devoted to spirituality and self-help. If you're new, I want to welcome you. If you're returning, welcome back. Well, today I wanted to talk to you about something that is very important to all of us and something that it has taken me a very, very long time to finally begin to figure out. And that is how important it is to really have open communication with people. I think communication is something in this world that we really just fail at. Many of us do. Relationships get lost over it. People become angry and hurt because of miscommunication. And it's something that at its core you think would be so simple, right? We talk to each other every day. But do we actually talk and really listen? And this is something that I am discovering about myself every day, that I'm good at talking, but am I really good at listening to people? And listening not with the intent that I'm going to respond with something, but actually just listening to listen. And I think that this is a lost art, and I've talked about this before, and I know I've talked about this on one of my lives, but most of us listen with the intent to respond. So we're listening, but as we're listening to someone, we're already trying to formulate what we're going to say back to them. So we're not really listening, and we're not really hearing what is being said. This came up with me this weekend. I was talking to my son, and I had a really nice, long conversation with him, And as all of you know, I don't try to hide any of my struggles here because I feel like that's what brings many of us together is that we're all going through the same things here. So one of the things that he has really struggled with here is depression. And depression is such a crippling, to me it's a disease because it's like having the cold, you know? It's common, and it's not something you can control, and there are things that we can do to alleviate the symptoms, but we're not really curing it. So I like to look at that in the same way. It's kind of like having a cold. It's way more common than you think. Everyone that I know of has struggled at some point in time or another with depression, and for most people, it's just like, oh, I was depressed for a couple of days or for a week or so, but other people... They really suffer for months and years at a time, and it's a difficult thing. And for my son, he's been going through it for several years, actually. We just really didn't understand the extent of it. We knew that he was feeling a little depressed, but we didn't understand the extent of how depressed he was until just this recently, like this past year. And scary, very scary amount of depression that he's been battling. And so I feel for him. One of the things that really helps him is having someone to talk to because he has all of these emotions that he's going through and he's struggling right now in his relationship with his dad, which is a tough thing because any young man wants to have a relationship with their dad. Actually, anyone in general would want to have a relationship with their dad. And it's one of those situations where that wouldn't be healthy for him right now. And he's got to take care of himself and do what's best for him. But it's, it's a struggle. It's really difficult. 
and talking through the feelings that he's feeling is really helping him. But when he was younger, he would try to talk to me about different things and I I didn't listen. And not like I was ignoring him, but I was wearing my mom hat, which meant that if he would say something that I found like I didn't agree with or I thought it was alarming and he wouldn't be telling me something to try to like make me upset. He would tell me what he was honestly feeling. But if he said something like that to me, like like he would say, for example, like life sucks or something like that. You know, a typical thing that people say when they're having a rough time. But I would take it so personally and be like, what do you mean? Like there's so many wonderful things in life. But I'm I was in the role of parent, right? So I'm my role, my I think what I was trying to do for him was, okay, this can be better. This doesn't have to suck. Like, life, life can be great. Let me tell you all of the ways. So it was me talking to him and not listening. You know, all he wanted, he wasn't wanting me to try to solve his problems. And he said that to me this weekend. He's like, Mom, you know, a lot of times when I talk to you, I don't need you to fix anything. I don't want you to solve my problems. I just want you to listen. And if you're a parent of kids out there, And if you have kids who are struggling with depression, I really sympathize with you and I feel for you because it's rough. It's rough to see them go through this. But sometimes they don't need you to fix it. They just need you to listen. Because there are things, yes, and I'm not saying ignore the problem. There are things that we are doing for him to get him help, like taking him to a counselor and taking him to a doctor to see about if there's anything medically they can do. So we're getting him the help, but when he comes to me and he talks to me, he doesn't want me to sit here and come up with a list of things to help him fix things. He just wants me to listen, and that way he can bounce ideas off of me. And it's funny. It's pretty amazing. He's a pretty, he's a very intelligent young man, but when he sits and he talks to you and he actually verbalizes what he's thinking and feeling, He's actually able to come up with a lot of solutions on his own. I don't have to say anything other than just listen. And he ends up coming to this place of, oh, well, you know what? When this happens, I could do this or I should do this. And I find that he's doing that a lot more this year. Like when I talk to him and I just listen, we talked about his grades, you know, and I will say, well, what do you think that you could do? So I'm not giving him the the solutions. I mean, I can suggest ideas, but he really wants to solve his own problems. He wants to come up with the solutions. He wants to be resourceful and come up with all of these things on his own. And he's actually very good at doing that. And I think that a lot of our children would be good at problem solving if we let them do it. But we are just in this society now where we feel like we have to do everything for them. And as a teacher, I see that a lot. I see kids who have no idea how to do things, things that they should know how to do because parents have just always done everything. And I'm, I will be the first to say that I was guilty of that. You know, my mom would say things like, well, you need to do that for them. Well, you need to do this, you know. And what I'm really slowly discovering is, no, I don't. Like, they really need to do that on their own. They need to figure it out because they're going to have to. We're not trying to raise our children to be dependent on us. We're raising them to go out on their own and to be able to do things on their own. But the way that we're raising kids sometimes today 
is we're not giving them the opportunity to really think critically and to problem solve and that's what they're going to have to be able to do they're going to be have they're going to have to be able to think outside the box yet we don't allow them an opportunity to do that and kids honestly want to have that responsibility they want to be able to problem solve and it makes them feel really good about themselves too and that's one of the things that i've noticed helps with my son whenever he solves one of his problems himself he feels amazing and he feels so good and feels so much better about himself and one of the major problems with kids who are going through depression is that they have self-esteem issues they simply don't feel good about themselves and that's one of the things that he definitely mentioned to me was like i i hate myself and i hate the way i am And that breaks your heart as a parent to hear that, but it's necessary to hear that. And one of the things that I was reading about, and it just, I don't know, it just really hit me, was that when you criticize a kid, they don't hate you. They hate themselves. So they internalize your criticism. And I was, trust me, really bad about this because we do what we know, right? We do what our parents did. And so when you tell your child, you know, you can do better, and that's what I would say with his grades, you know, like, oh, you can do better. You're so much smarter than that, which was the wrong thing to say. But it's what I knew, and it's what I said. And he internalized that as, I don't think you're smart. And it just built upon that self-hatred for him. And it gets to a breaking point. So this weekend... We had a little bit of a a tiff, I would say, a little argument that led to all of this talking, but it ended up being in a really, really good thing and an amazing thing. And, you know, it ended up, started off with him saying something smart to me, which, you know, as a parent, we don't like that, right? And I was just not having it. It's not having a good day anyway. I don't know. I was just kind of tired because... Nala, beautiful Nala, barked at like 7 o'clock in the morning, woke me up, and I had to get up early on my day off, which I was not happy about. So I was a little crabby, and, you know, he said something that just set me off. But it led to having this really long, deep conversation with him, and what I realized is he just needed me to listen. That was like a cry for help from him of, you know, hey, I have all this stuff I want to talk to you about. And he was just very mature after that in the way that he talked to me, you know, and he said, you know, we both have to heal. We have to heal together. And I said, yeah, I'm not the enemy. You need to know that. So then I just listened to him talk and we had a beautiful conversation. But it made me understand, too, how often we talk to people and we don't truly listen to what they're saying. It's amazing when you can have communication with someone and you feel like you're being heard. And I know that I always appreciate when there are people in my life that I can talk to and I know I can go to them and I know that they're truly listening and they're not trying to just give me all kinds of advice. They're just listening. And I appreciate advice sometimes too, but you know when you're just trying to vent and you just want to get your feelings out you know what I'm talking about. There are people who will listen and then there are people who will just constantly try to criticize you or tell you what you did wrong or how you could do it better. And that's not what you're looking for. You're just looking for someone 
who listens. Yet, that's how we've been trained to have a conversation. We listen and then we want to interject and throw in something about ourselves or something that we can relate to or this is the thing you should do, this is some advice. We're not listening just to simply listen and have a conversation. And as I said before, everyone wants to feel heard. So if you're listening, thinking as you're listening to someone else about what your next thing you're going to say is, you're not really listening. And your brain is targeted to do that, to listen and go, okay, what am I going to say next? No, just listen. Just really listen. And don't worry about coming up with a response for what someone says. Just listen for the sake of listening. I think that's a lost art. And I've only met a few people in my life who really truly do that. They just listen. They're not they're not there to comment or to give you any kind of advice if you don't ask for it. They just want to hear all about what's going on with you. And as I said, that's a difficult thing, but I know that there are many people out there who are in relationships with people where they don't feel heard. And it's frustrating. And you probably have all of these built-up emotions. I know that I have a friend who is in a really bad marriage where the husband does not listen at all. Like he is one of those people who dominates the conversation and he's just waiting to interject his opinion into everything. And it's very, very frustrating for my friend because she's the type of person who's really quiet and shy and doesn't speak up a lot. So one of the issues that she is working on is speaking her truth. That is one of the things that keeps coming up for her over and over again. She has her own oracle cards that she will pull for herself and she keeps saying like, oh, I keep getting this, you know, speak your truth or you need to wear, work on your throat chakra. You need to wear this types of crystals that help with speaking your truth. I'm like, yeah, that keeps coming up over and over for you. And I know why it's coming up over and over again, because she's not asserting her own independence with her husband. Like she just lets him call the shots and and do all of the talking, essentially. And it's extremely frustrating for her. And in a way where sometimes she will mask the emotions by like having a drink, you know? I'm going to be straight up honest. She'll just go have a drink instead of dealing with what she's feeling. Instead of going to him and saying, look, you frustrate me. You don't listen to me. I don't feel like I'm being heard in this relationship. I feel like you do all of the decision making. You tell me what I need to do. You make me feel bad. You know, he's one of those people that thinks he's just being honest with you. But it's not really anything more than just cutting someone else down to feel better about himself. Because you can be honest with someone without hurting their feelings, but he constantly hurts our feelings. And it's frustrating to watch, but it's also one of those things where I know this is a lesson for her, and I can't learn it for her. I have to let her learn this lesson and and say, okay, how much are you going to take? How long are you going to let this go and destroy your own self-esteem and self-worth 
before you stand up for yourself and say, no, you're not going to treat me this way. You're not going to hurt my feelings. You're not going to make me feel bad about myself. You're actually either going to start listening to me and respecting me and my opinions or I'm out. But she's not there yet. She, I think, is getting to the place where she understands what she needs to do. She just hasn't had the courage to do it. And I know there's so many people in her place because I used to be that person. I can see myself in that. And I know, like, for me, I know for her, she had a mom who was very, like, demanding and critical and she just basically walked from, like, one household to another You know, she went from one place where she felt like she always had to walk on eggshells to another household where she feels like she has to walk on eggshells. And it's this whole codependency, toxic relationship situation going on. And I I understand that so much because for me, you know, my first marriage was very much toxic, very much codependent. It was very much all of those things because I always felt like, I had to ensure that my partner was happy to the detriment of myself. Like I was miserable, so miserable. And I couldn't talk openly and honestly with my partner because he did not listen. He was a narcissist who only worried about his own happiness and his own well-being. He did not care about me. And it was very evident that. I mean, he would say that he did, you know, like, oh, I love you and you're an angel. And then the next minute he was calling me names. He didn't understand even what love was. So there's no way that he could give it or be emotionally available because he couldn't. He didn't have it in him. He wasn't emotionally mature enough to give the kind of love and care that I needed. And I needed somebody who listened to me. And that was not him. He was not able to do that. It was not in his nature. And you cannot change someone like that. People can change if they want to. I'm not going to sit here and say people can't ever change. They can. And I'm proof that someone could change. I've gone through a total transformation of my life. And that's another thing my son and I were talking about. He said, Mom, I couldn't talk to you before. You'd just get mad and explode and make me feel bad. And I was like, yeah, you're right. I did. That is how I used to confront him and deal with him because that's what I knew. That's what I grew up with. And it wasn't until I went through my spiritual transformation that I realized that that was not the way to do this. This was not the way to go. That it wasn't helping. It wasn't doing anything positive for us. And I had to change myself. So I know that change is possible. But the person you're dealing with has to want to change. You cannot force someone to change. However, you can change yourself And I will tell you what usually happens. When you start working on yourself, those around you change too. And sometimes it's that they change in a positive way and your relationships get better. And sometimes it's that you realize and they realize that you can't be together because you're no longer the same kind of people and they have to fall away and you have to let them go. And that's a tough one. It really is. But it's so necessary, even though it hurts and you feel like letting something go hurts, you're letting go because God has something better in store for you. He really does. 
there's a reason that you're being asked to let people go and things go that no longer serve you. It hurt a lot to let the job that I had go because honestly, I liked my job a lot. I, you know, I love the people that I worked with and I already feel that whole, we don't talk much or hang out much or, you know, I feel that already. But I also know there was a reason if it wasn't meant for me to be where I am now and to take the job that I did, it wouldn't have worked out because I, I always pray and someone just asked me about this the other day. They said, what is it that you pray when I am considering a new relationship or a new job or whatever? I always pray if this is the one for me, if this is for my highest good, if I'm supposed to be here or if I'm supposed to be with this person or if I'm supposed to do this, then let it be easy for me. If I'm not, put up roadblocks. And every time that has happened, every time. And it sucks because you know you might be praying for something that you really want and then God just suddenly puts a big stop sign in your face and and you're like, that hurts. Like, I really wanted this. But in the long run, it's for the best because we don't always see what's on the other side of things. You know, for me, in jobs that I've wanted before in the past, I really wanted and then I didn't get it and it was like, oh, that was disappointing. What I didn't see on the other side of that was that the job ended up not even being full-time permanently and that the person who took the job hated where they were, so it wasn't a great environment. But I couldn't see those things because I wasn't in that position and I didn't have that insider information. But the universe does and God does and he will put up so many roadblocks and you have to remember that God's rejection is your protection. If you ask a question of the universe, you will get three answers. You will either get yes, yes, but not now or no, because I have something better for you. And you have to believe that you have to believe that. And I understand that it hurts. It's painful. It's painful when you don't get your way. Trust me. I know. But I also know that there's a plan for my life and I trust that the universe is working on my behalf to bring me what's for my highest good. And I know that everything is always going to work out perfectly for me, even though it does hurt. And when you feel this rejection, it doesn't feel good, but you have to know that that's because there's something better on the other side. And so if you think about what's coming that's going to be even better than the thing that was in front of you, you'll feel better because you know that that's true. You know that we have been promised a beautiful life. And if we just do our part to do the work, to be better, that these things are going to come to us. All right. Well, What I really wanted to get across today is just make sure that you're listening in all of your relationships and being a good listener to your friends and your partners and people that you're in a relationship with. I wanted to pull a card for you today, and the card that I pulled is from the Goddess Guidance Oracle deck, and I'm very excited because I actually just sent away for my cards to be made yesterday and it's going to take a couple of weeks to process which I wasn't happy about that but it is what it is I wanted to have them professionally done because I want them to look nice so they will be arriving and once those arrive I will be 
showing them to you. I will be showcasing my cards on my lives, my Facebook lives, and then you will have a chance to order them yourself. But I wanted you to get a chance to preview them and see what they're like. Uh, I'm really excited about them. I think they're going to be awesome. It's 30 cards in the deck and they're all for different areas of your life. And so one of my listeners said, I just need you in my ear every day speaking to me and telling me what to do. So I got the inspiration from that listener to make my own card deck. And so I'm very, very excited about it. I was divinely guided as I created them and I can't wait to show them off. So it will be hard for me to not be excited about this coming up in the next few weeks. So I've got a lot of things coming up. I'm very excited about my book, my upcoming Reiki course. So, so many awesome things going on. And I want to thank you guys for being here with me. Um, and being a part of my journey because it's been so crazy and in a good way, really good way. So the card I pulled for you, um, again, is from the Goddess Guidance Oracle deck, and it's Butterfly Maiden. It's all about transformation. You are experiencing enormous change right now, which brings great blessings. I love that, and we are. We are experiencing so much positive change right now, and it's all a good thing. It may feel a little painful and uncomfortable at the moment because we are letting go and releasing of things that do not serve us so that we can welcome in things that are amazing for us. And I can't wait. I know amazing, beautiful things are headed towards me. I can't wait. I know it's going to be an amazing thing. So if this is you and you're going through this painful part right now, just know it's just a process. It's just your transformation and things are going to get so crazy good and beautiful in your life. You just have to hold on through the painful stuff because change isn't always pretty. It's not always pretty. Sometimes you have to go through the ugly stuff to transform. When you think about a butterfly, the butterfly has to has to be in this cocoon for a while and this cocoon stage is where you get the most growth and change and it's not pretty but then once you get through it you break out of that cocoon into this beautiful beautiful butterfly so if you're in the cocoon process right now don't worry have faith it is all going to be amazing and you're going to get through this and on the other side of it is so much beauty so just hang in there I want to thank you again for being with me. If you like my podcast, please share it with others. That helps others to find me, and my goal is to help as many people heal as possible. If you could leave a review from wherever you're listening, if you're listening on iTunes, leave me some stars, or a written review would be beautiful and amazing. I really appreciate that. If you would like to donate to my channel, you can donate through Venmo. I have included my Venmo username at the bottom. I don't get paid for doing this podcast, so any kind of energetic exchange excuse me, would be greatly appreciated. And as always, if you'd like to work with me, there's so many ways to work with me. You can book a Reiki session. You can book a past life regression, a coaching session. You can even purchase a guided meditation. All of that is on my website. Go to my website, melissaopen.com, to see what I offer. And then if you'd like to book anything, just email me or message me or text me or call me. There's so many ways to get a hold of me. All of my information is in the description of the podcast. You can follow me on social media. Join me on Mondays at 530 Central for my Facebook Lives, where I will do a free card reading for you to help get you through the week. Thank you for joining me. 
As always, I love you all. I am sending you so much love and light. Have a beautiful day and I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.